0: Welcome to Solutions for a Simpler Life. This is Glenda Lehman Irvin with Laymans on the Square in Kidron, Ohio. We're glad you've joined us. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Solutions for a Simpler Life. I'm your host, Glenda Lehman Irvin, and today we are talking with Sarah, a local homesteader that has many connections to Laymans. But Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Good morning, Glenda. It's so good to talk to you today. Um, I am a... First generation homesteader. I guess you would call myself. I'm married. We have seven kids and we live on a small homestead in Wayne County. Um, with We've got some cows now. We've got some goats. We've got some chickens. We've had pigs in the past, but we don't have any of those right now. And then my favorite dog of all time, a couple of big great Pyrenees to live with our livestock.
0: And wonderful. And you said first generation. So that makes me think that you had to learn a lot of this on your own. Every single step of the way I grew
1: up. I grew up in the suburbs of greater Cincinnati. Um, We didn't move up to Wayne County until about eight years ago. And I mean, I didn't even have a dog growing up. And so we got a pet dog and I started gardening when we first got married. But I lived inside the city limits. And so there was no room for really raising anything other than a garden. Um, And while my mom liked to cook, we didn't grow or produce anything of our own and so truly every step of this i knew as soon as we moved i called it out into the country um that i wanted to get some chickens and that was kind of the gateway
0: and we learned every single step as we went wow um and this <clears throat> what what i would like uh, you to share with us as as you are is uh tips for beginning homesteaders that i mean that if you new now, what you know then, how different your journey would have been. So the first thing you mentioned was getting, well, first of all, you have to have a property where you're allowed to have livestock and then you got chickens. What are some of the other things that you know now that would be good advice for people that want to begin their own homestead? You
1: know, I'll tell you in this day and age, podcasts and YouTube and things like that are your best friends because you have the opportunity to tap into people who do know what they're doing and actually see Ideally, you would have some kind of a homestead mentor who lives close by somebody that you could, you know, look at their setup, or they could come and help you. But in the absence of that, I really feel like we're at such an advantageous time where you can, you can watch somebody step by step on YouTube, or you can listen to a podcast. Like even this podcast, I was looking, you talked to some amazing homesteaders recently about how they do things. And there's so much availability of information that you can tap into it at no cost. You can do it at your own pace and and gather that information whenever it is that
0: you need it. Sure. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that Layman's offers um, in-person classes. You yourself have done one on, on raising goats and probably some other things. We have classes on making sourdough bread and baking pies and home dairy. Um, and I'm sure wherever our listeners live, there there could be um, local organizations that are doing classes. Um, speaking of Layman's, what is your relationship with Layman's or, or when did you uh, first get connected with Layman's? So we learned about
1: Layman's when we moved up to northern ohio about 8 years ago and it was so funny because at first people were like oh have you been to laymans yet and i'm like i don't even know what that is like tell me more about that cuz i wasn't living uh-huh. this lifestyle right i had no connection to it and they're like oh it's this cool place you got to go they have everything you've ever imagined to look at it's really an experience it's this immersive experience and you get to pick up a little bit of the history of the area and as well as useful things for this lifestyle that you're trying to build. So I kind of went in blind and was just blown away. It was everything I needed and everything I didn't know I needed. But then also just exposure to a different way of doing things. Because I I, I didn't grow up near Amish country. I didn't grow up with people who were living this simpler lifestyle. I grew up in the hustle and bustle of, you know, the, the, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, the suburbs, the hustle and bustle of the suburbs and having everything at your fingertips, every convenience. And so finding all of these things to promote this simpler way of doing things, this more like from scratch and being connected to where your food and where your really your prosperity comes from having all those tools in one place and then like you said I went to some classes at layman's or went to some events where you could meet people and while the learning was top-notch meeting people who were living this lifestyle was super valuable to me because that shortened the distance it made it feel like it wasn't just this far away thing and that kind of brings me back to like what I wish I would have known from the beginning I kind of thought I needed to know it all in order to start. And I'm seeing through the people I'm meeting and through my own experience that this whole homestead and simple living and being connected to your food is just as much of a mindset as it is a lifestyle. And that when you just, even if you don't produce anything, if you can shorten the distance between you and it, whether it's your food or your clothing or your way you play your kids play if you can shorten the distance between those two things it everything is just a little more simple and a little more pure but that starts with just this mindset i don't want to make it too complicated i want i want these aspects of my life to be simpler and really that's what my connections with layman's has taught me and my experience over the last eight years of building a homestead that i have to start with that mentality not all the things.
0: Yeah, that is, you are exactly on point for what we're we're trying to do with our, our customers. We encourage them to take the next step on that journey to a simpler life. Maybe you've never done anything. So you plant a tomato plant or you, um, you, right. you churn butter or you bake a pie or just, just start with doing something. And sometimes we talk to people and they feel like they need 10 acres and cows and horses to start. And we actually discourage that because the bigger the animal, the more work it is, right? And so we encourage them, like you it did, is. start with a chicken or a rabbit. Um, <clears throat> right. What is one of your favorite activities that you have learned on your journey? I know that you are a, a wonderful baker of sourdough bread. You even sell it at our store sometimes. Uh, what else do you particularly enjoy? Honestly, I enjoy
1: the simple, high contact activities. So, baking bread with my hands in it. When I learned that, true traditional long fermented bread only had three ingredients, I was blown away because what I look at in the store, even if they call it sourdough bread has like 27 ingredients or something like that. And that I can make bread that I would tell you is the best thing you've ever tasted. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is water flour and salt and that's it. And there's a learning curve for getting your hands in there and, and figuring out what it's supposed to feel like. But even the biggest fail of a loaf of bread still has great taste and nutrition it doesn't have to be beautiful in order to be valuable and I think that's good, a good lesson in this whole process too is that I like those simple things I like feeling the breath of my cow like the her side going in and out when I'm milking her in the morning and we just got cows um, a year and a half ago we have not had them for very long But the same thing was true. We started with chickens and then we moved to goats. Um, For us, it was the milk and being able to produce that uh, ourselves because we couldn't find what we were looking for anywhere else. Um, But just that contact, feeling those animals and having that trust build with them is probably my favorite.
0: Yeah. One of the things when we talk to people, all of us uh, touch a lot of technology, we're using technology right now, but it, it's so um, virtual and on demand and that tactile experience, like you mentioned, feeling the cow sigh and you know, the smells and the sights and the sounds. Uh, I know I myself am immersed in technology all day and I like to read a book. Uh, obviously I could read it on my phone or my laptop, but I like to hold an actual paper book. Um what um, It seems like every homesteader has has future goals. Um, what are some of the things that you are planning to do or would like to do over the next year on your homesteading journey?
1: Um, moving forward, our goal has always been education and accessibility, um, bringing what we've learned or what we've been able to produce to other people. Because I've always said, I, I think that anybody can do this to whatever degree they desire to. But. We as producers, we need customers and consumers, too. I love to bake bread and I need people who like to buy good bread, you know, and I like to teach you about making bread and I like to teach you about the value of, you know, growing your own vegetables or buying good pasture raised chicken or something like that. But I also need that community, like the, the people who are consuming what we produce as well, And so for us, our goal has always been the educational piece, teaching you why this is important, whether you do it yourself or not, understanding why it's important and what you are missing by being so removed from um, what you eat or what you even like what you said with technology, being so removed from nature, being removed from, you know, fresh air in the morning and putting your hands on something real, putting your feet on solid ground outside, and understanding the importance of that and the value it is in your life. Even if, like you said, your job or the rest of your life is digital, having taking that time to actually hold a book or actually put your hands in the dirt or your feet on the ground, seeing the value in that and understanding what it does for your body and your mental wellness and just your building of relationships
0: is always been something that's important to So us. for somebody, their next step on the journey to a simpler life could be purchasing locally produced items at a farmer's market. Um, I think people sometimes get overwhelmed thinking they have to live off grid or something, but there are multiple things that right. you can do such as producing or, or purchasing items produced locally, um, even if you aren't making them yourself. Uh, you mentioned seven children. What is are their age ranges, youngest, oldest? So my
1: oldest just turned 17, and my youngest is two. And then we kind of fill in every yeah, two or three imagine. years. Um, how do you get that? your
0: kids involved in the homesteading process?
1: Everybody has chores, and at first it is magical and dreamlike, and then some of it becomes a chore just like anything else. So, filling the cow's water at this point is just a chore, no different than (laughs) sweeping the floor and doing the dishes. We try to match the kids up with um, something that they have an interest in. So, right now, my eight year old is obsessed with the chickens, and she has a handful of chicks that we have raised um, over the last couple of weeks that are going to become layers for us in the coming months like egg layers for us in the coming months and she is exclusively taking care of them she has taken ownership of them because she enjoys them she somehow can tell them all apart even though they're the same type of chicken and they all have names and she is obsessed with their care and so that that has kind of become her chore um for the most part the My kids at this point, because we moved eight years ago, most of my children don't remember not living this way. So at this point for them, it is just kind of the normal way we do things. Um, and so they go along with it when they're having a good natured kind of day and they gripe a little bit about it when they're not in the mood, just like the rest of us, you know, when nobody's in the mood to do dishes it, it's not a fun tour anymore, um, but we try to put something that is that they have some interest in. So my 10-year-old takes care of raising the meat chickens in the summer when we raise uh, chickens on pasture, on grass, walking around eating grass and bugs, living their best life um, until they become our nutritious dinner. And he really likes the physical nature of moving them every day and making sure that they have what they need. And then he gets a little business kickback. However many chickens we sell, he gets a cut of that. And so he has some ownership of that piece of the puzzle and really enjoys it. Some of my kids, I'll be curious as they get older, how much of this lifestyle they will incorporate into their life. But even the ones who don't particularly love the animals, my 14-year-old daughter does not really love taking care of the animals, but she loves to cook. And so she is part of what we're doing in the kitchen when we're making meals for the family. And so just with anything, you you kind of you scout out some interest in your kids. And there's value for them to do things they don't enjoy, even if they kinda of gripe about it because that's a life lesson. That's true whether you're a homesteader or not. But trying to match them up at least a little bit with something that they actually enjoy doing or find greater satisfaction in doing versus
0: everybody doing their least favorite chore. Yeah, all the and time. I, I love that. When my father, Jay Layman, started Layman's in 1955, which makes next year our 70th anniversary, um his his goal wow. was to make sure People knew how to do things. you know we think of products becoming extinct, but knowledge of um, making bread from scratch or raising chickens or any of those um those are skill sets that will likely be valuable forever, and you're teaching your children those things so well, wonderful before we sign off here, did you have any final thoughts of encouragement for beginning homesteaders? I would just say to just start. Um, I can't tell you the number of people
1: who messaged me saying, like, I don't can you help me? I don't know how to do this. My family's at home and we need to eat dinner. And so one of the blessings that came out of that was the number of people who kind of recaptured family dinner. But people were just afraid to start when they felt like they didn't know what they were doing. And my biggest encouragement is to just give it a try because if one dinner flops it's not the end of the world. You haven't ruined anything by having one dinner that wasn't. None of us have home runs every night for dinner. But just to just to start and you mentioned the farmers market, that's a great place or a class at a local a local organization to meet people who could fill in the gaps of what you don't know and to not be afraid to ask the question. Um, because that's how you learn. I, we didn't know what we didn't know before we started. And we know a lot now because we've been learning for eight years. But if we go back to the very beginning, we had no idea. We were afraid to hold a chicken. We were afraid to, we didn't know what would make them lay or how to keep them healthy. Everything had to be learned one step at a time. But that's, that's how. How you gain that knowledge is by asking those questions.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I think you've provided a lot of encouragement for people that are are thinking about or actually starting their journey to become a homesteader. Um, So we hope that you have a wonderful season um, with your your chickens and your goats and your children. And thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it was wonderful to be with you this morning. This is Glenda Layman Irvin with Laymans, where we stand for a simpler life. Thanks for listening. For more, visit laymans.com.